I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. Here's taking our 4th of July early morning to be with you guys. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're doing it the 4th of July. You won't be watching this or listening to it until the 13th of July in the evening. <laughs> yep, but once again, happy 4th of July <laughs> on whatever day it is today. Well, before we begin, I had a listener who you may know, mm-hmm. Karen. So she's been following us and uh, your travails with coffee. Yes. And I don't know if it was because last time you were not impressed with my healthy coffee, but she recommended and provided a product for your coffee. <laughs> so Not impressed is uh, a little, you know, harsh. Well, I, and I, if I had a fully realized just how finicky your taste buds were, mm-hmm. I probably would have thrown some cool up on it or something. That's all it would have taken. <laughs> but this is courtesy Karen. Now, I want you to taste that. Tell me what you think. Okay. Prepared by my own two hands this morning. And then you're going to tell me what and it is? And then I'll tell you what's in it. This is like Fear Factor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fear Factor coffee style. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. How do you keep it so hot in that cup? <laughs> Dang. Mm. Now that's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Well, and, and it's healthy? No. Uh, last uh, week's was healthy. That's okay, I thought you were telling me this alternative no, was going to be even healthier. No, she heard you. and I, I, That's what I'm guessing. I she lit up there you for a second. She heard you overreact to <laughs> having something healthy in you. Well, I'm, I'm cool with the healthy <laughs> as long as it's sweet, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, that's right back in the zone right there. Right. That's where I like right. it. Right. <laughs> it's a caramel cappuccino with a heaping tablespoon of condensed milk. Huh. Condensed do, do you remember milk. Condensed yeah. milk? Oh, yeah. A carnation? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard of condensed milk for a minute. Why condensed it's like milk? Sugar and milk just boiled. Mm hmm. You're, you're, you're back to drinking sugar. <laughs> Old school creamer is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That I like. Yeah, when I was a kid, my mom, honey, go get me a can of condensed milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mother didn't sound like that, actually. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Several people sound like that in your brain. <laughs> There's a lot going on in my brain. Uh, yeah. Fourth well, of July. Any? So is Ryan back in Texas? He is. Yep. And he's uh, watched his video. Oh uh, yeah. The first one that came out, he watched yeah. he's watched it and he was embarrassed. He was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not get I, I'm sure um he's watched it twenty times. But, sure. Yeah. Uh, he was probably a little bored with what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> he had more important things. He knows how to, to scan through the YouTube video, so he can <laughs> he, he can move to the highlights. Oh, that's awesome. Here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to check the statistics on it and yeah. <laughs> see which part's the most viewed. Yeah. There'll be one huge spike <laughs> <laughs> right over Star Wars. Right over the spot where he's 
Speaking it up. That's cool. Well, that was great having him. He's an awesome, awesome dude. And just to, and thank you for letting him uh, participate in all of that. Oh, heck yeah. Made his, made his day. Anytime. It's awesome. Now, technically, I know this is July 4th. Mm -hmm. And here in about an hour, you're going to be bouncing off the walls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't wait. But it's more properly referred to as our Independence Day. Sure. July 4th kind of takes away what what it is we're actually celebrating on yep. this day. Right. And just uh, just wanted to let people kind of know that and remember and think about why we're celebrating this day. And it's not just our independence from Britain, but a bunch of men had a dream, an idea, and they, they built this country on an idea. This This country is not you, it's not me, it's not the government it is the idea the principles sure that are laid down in the declaration of independence and in the constitution and we're not perfect and we were far from perfect but they gave us a, a, a an ideal to shoot for they set the dream high we're the shining city on the hill mm-hmm. and for those principles not for texas and not for kansas and but for those principles, uh, men fought and died to separate themselves from tyranny, mm-hmm. um, tyranny of the English rule, of the monarchy. And ever since then, uh, wars have been fought. Again, keep in mind, it's not for territory. It's not for political gain. The wars are fought in support and defense of that principle that all men are created equal and that mm-hmm. we are endowed with an inalienable rights by our creator and that we have a, a right to the pursuit of happiness and life and liberty. Mm-hmm. And it's those principles and those ideas that this country is about. And if we ever lose sight of that, you know, if it ever becomes about, you know, who makes what money and who gets what from who and what's not fair and, People don't understand in other countries the the freedoms that we have are not universal. You can't go, you can't even go to Canada and England and speak as freely as we do. Sure, you you get, you know, at the minimum you get ticketed. You can get arrested. There was a lady, a lady or a guy. It's happened a couple of times now in England. Uh, people were arrested for praying in public, mm-hmm. not saying a word, mm-hmm. just heads bowed, eyes closed. Police took them in. And, and so, you know, and then you, you go to third world countries and places like Russia and China and <laughs> you just forget about you know, any kind of freedom or liberty. Um, right. But we, we have something special here in this country. And, uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's very special. And you said that if we ever lose sight of that. Right. Wow. <laughs> I think for most of us. Having sight of that is pretty much lost every day. It can go right all, all the way back to 12-2. <laughs> because when's the last time you woke up in the morning and you were thankful for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Right. That, that, that this is a day where I have the freedom, the freedom to live to the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
And yet, that's we don't think we don't even think about that. The we take one to think, yeah, however we want. Yeah, absolutely. And yet we we spend one day. Not the day. I'm not down it on. I'm wearing red, white, and blue. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but you're right. It's just this is just a nice little reminder for any of us. So thank you, who are um, willing to receive it. Now, this doesn't have to just be one day out of the year. Right. This can literally be us being thankful for this just happens to be like the birthday. <laughs> this is the day we celebrate. But every day we can live in that, that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But uh, I believe what is going to be required is changing the way we think. Well, and this is going to be a recurring thing. No, and it, and if you read the news and you listen to you know what people are upset about or mad about or complaining about if you actually dissect what they're saying just a little bit mm -hmm. it's a thought right but in, in this country we have the freedom to express those thoughts yeah but it's you know I, I my opinion and what kind of burns my biscuits mm -hmm. is it's people think so negatively sure and it, it's just so when i'm reading a news article it's like you know a weird magic trick all the knots rise up off the paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's not even that the you know the word knots not bad or bad there are factual knots there are factual negatives there are things that do suck in this world when you mm -hmm. lose a job when you know someone passes away these things are negative experiences but yep. the majority of our negativity majority of our negative experiences are 100 percent of our own making and and i you know trying to help people understand that over the years these little tips and tricks and tools that you know, i've put together to hand somebody that doc why am i so negative well here's how you can work on it mm -hmm. i have another one for you today um, that you can try if you're game. Another one? Yeah. What was the first one? Well, we went through four, silly. <laughs> <laughs> I loaded you down <laughs> with all sorts of homework for four or five weeks for, you know, keeping in mind that I don't control certain things. So sure. let me get my mind on what I do control. And then every yep. time I hear should, must, have to, stop think rephrase the sentence in terms of what you prefer what you would like yep. instead of worry what if make a plan for that negativity and then dream of something positive can i give you an example sure just last night uh -oh. talk about the uh, celebration of the freedoms in our country and how we had to literally fight a war to get there at the start well in our neighborhood, and I know it ain't the only neighborhood, <laughs> it literally sounds like a war zone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like there are bombs going off everywhere and cracks going on, gunshot. It, it, it's just nuts. And this was the, it's been going on for a week. <laughs> well, the thought hit me. Woo, America. Yep. Because I've got my truck sitting in the driveway with a... Uh, the bed is is full of 
dead leaves oh. <laughs> on the <laughs> i have a bonfire in the back of my truck <laughs> the leaves are stuck to branches which is why it's in the back of the truck but i got a bonfire in the back of my truck and so far i'm waiting yeah instead of just being mad about all this shrapnel that's flying and you know on fire out of the air falling down on the ground uh and falling into the back of my truck and starting a nice fire I just got the hose. I just walked over, got the hose, and I did something. About, I just hosed the whole thing down. I just hosed it down real good. And I wasn't mad about everything going on all around me. I just did something about it. And Well, uh, check it out. Go ahead. Before, I'd have just been mad about it. <laughs> and I'd have felt like I needed to say something You'd to the neighbor. you cranky old guy out there in his house robe. Yes. <laughs> or even just standing there with a sour look on my face because I'm too <laughs> passive aggressive to say something about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll stare a hole in their head. Yeah, I'm going to stare them right into submission. And so <laughs> so I just watered it down, went went back inside, put my earplugs in, and went to bed. <laughs> Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, speaking but, of bonfires, um, <laughs> last night we went to a, a celebration event, and there were fireworks and um, Karen, this coffee is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my life I've always, you know, gone to these events, the 4th of July, the fireworks, and they're always in the back of my head, really. It was just like, the fireworks are over there. Yeah. You know, they're so far away. Yeah. You know, and you hear, <laughs> you see them light up, and then you hear the boom a second later. And there was always that part of me that wanted to be closer. Yep. Well, uh, some. Friends of Tish invited us out to a, an event, and we went out there. And it was a lot of people, um, and like at a house, like a big house. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and and so they were going to uh, have a fireworks show, mm-hmm. and so we set up our lawn chairs, not really knowing where <laughs> they were going to set off the fireworks. Yeah, but you know we weren't the only ones there. It wasn't like <laughs> just set in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. But when the show started, I'm like, oh, goody, <laughs> it's it's right there. <laughs> 30 feet away, I get to lean back in my chair and look up and watch the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever driven down the street uh, oh, yeah. after a night of fireworks? Just this morning. <laughs> the ground yeah. just littered and covered in oh, yeah. dust and dirt and gunpowder residue and Everywhere. shrapnel. Yeah. That was me. Yeah, that was your your whole body. My whole body. (laughs) We're looking up, and all this stuff is just hitting me. It's raining shrapnel left and right. And when we finally got, you know, the fireworks were done, (laughs) the face is covered in in dust and dirt. It's crazy. (laughs) Okay, I've had that experience. Next time we're sitting six feet back. Yeah, there's a reason that's a better view. Yeah. Oh. So did they give you safety glasses? No. <laughs> In fact, I have You're looking up the whole time. Uh, eyes wide open. That's funny. <laughs> the well, I I did. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. <laughs> they didn't give me safety glasses. <laughs> I got my own. <laughs> Put them on. Oh. But there was a point at uh when I'm watching the guys in the dark, you know, setting them up and everything, and uh, you always know something's up when you hear, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in the dark, in the silence, in between, there's a crowd off to the right, 
of about, I don't know, 200 people. And over here where they're setting off the fireworks, I can see them heading out there in the kind of the flames of the last fireworks setting up the next box. And I hear, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> never a good uh oh. And, and I got my camera out when yep. I heard that. I'm like, hey, and I, I hit record and the box had tipped over. Oh, yeah. And one of them shot into the crowd. Oh. So I got it on camera. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, that has to happen all the time. All the time. It happened to us one time several years ago where a whole row of the mortars, the tubes, you know, that these mortars are shooting up in, they, were, they had them attached to a two-by-four. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And the two-by-four tipped over back towards... <laughs> One two-by-four. <laughs> yeah, the house. One single freaking two-by-four. Tips back towards the house, and I mean, just starts bombing the house, basically. And and it and, and I was on the second uh, level. I had gone to the bathroom, which that's a different story. And it actually busted uh, plate glass windows. Really? On the house. On the second level. And it was just... So that, that kind of stuff just has to almost happen everywhere. It happened the other night at uh, at my daughter's. Really? Yeah. Whatever it is that they were doing, it didn't go up. <laughs> it, went, it went horizontal right at us. As a matter of fact, it hit someone that was at the neighbor's right next door to us. This was down the street a little bit, but yeah, so... You know this freedom. It ain't. It don't. It don't come easy. The celebration ain't even easy. <laughs> it's hard work celebrating. It's hard freedom. work to be free. <laughs> Dangerous. Oh man. Well, here's the here's the tip. Here's the trick. Here's another way to approach changing how you think. Got it. Get you a good cup of coffee. Yep. No. Get you a wristband. Okay, yeah. Snap it. No. People always think that. People are sadists. Well, you snapped it. Well, I, I was showing you the wristband and letting the audience hear I have one because they can't see us, Mike. So get you a wristband and listen to how you think or listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And whenever you find yourself complaining, stop. Snap it. No. Why do people? <laughs> punish, punish, punish. No pain, no gain. Reframe. Okay. No pain, reframe. <laughs> <laughs> Take the, wrist, the wristband off this wrist. Switch. Move it to the other wrist and then say... Either something positive or something you would like, or but you change the thought. Instead of complaining the coffee is horrible, you take the wristband off, put it on the other wrist, and you say, that's nice that he gave me a cup of coffee. Mm. Or you take it off and switch, and you say, Lance, I would like to add some sugar to this. You take it off, you switch it to the other side. Isn't it wonderful to live in a country like this where we can have coffee? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you, you, if you're complaining... Yeah. Take the wristband off one wrist, put it on the other wrist, and state something you're thankful for. State something positive. Mm. So I've already had this. I was already tracking with you. Mm -hmm. 
here a couple days ago, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to get wristbands. So we're going to order some new wristbands that are going to go along with the message that I gave last Sunday. And the wristband, I'm going to have Grace Point on one side. But on the other side, it's going to say anchor up. Anchor up. Anchor up. So the idea of anchor up is what are the anchors in your life that are holding you back, that are keeping you from moving forward? And one of the big ones is the way we think, is the negative thinking. And so the anchor up will also be that reminder to when you switch because you just had a, a thought that you want to improve on, then you switch sides and you anchor up. Well, to anchor up means we're getting underway. Yes. We're, we're going somewhere. That's right. And so when you anchors away, when you anchors up, you are getting underway, heading somewhere and the the work because i you know you hear it all the time is like what do you want to do i don't know I, I, i'm stuck i don't know where i want to go in life I, I, i'm in a rut i don't like how my life is going well, what would you like i don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you it, the, the key is thinking i'm i'm pulling the anchor up now where am i going what direction am i heading you bet and charting a, a course um, picking a direction and, and going and even if you don't know, go. Sure. You know, as, as my favorite philosopher once said, now give me that horizon. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jack Sparrow. Go to be going. You will find adventure along the way. You will find opportunity along the way. Yep. Don't wait for the 20 year plan to be laid out in front of you. Just go. You bet. Just get up and go. It's good. Do it now. Yeah. He who hesitates, right? It's, and it's the negative thinking that holds us down, holds us back because we don't like where we're at, but then we start thinking we don't know where to go and then the ideas that are coming up to us are generally the things we wanted at one time but screwed up and now we cannot have anymore so i don't want this but i screwed that up and i can't have this 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 and then it just digs that anchor in deeper by the time you get 30 minutes through that cycle it's hard to, you know, you're deeper in the couch. It's hard to get off that couch. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you're deeper into the doubt. Excuse me. You're deeper into the fear. All those things start to rise up and it just sinks you further in. Mm -hmm. Sinks the anchor further in mm -hmm. and it keeps you from that. So you're right. Man, when you get that urge, just go. Do something. Go. Yeah. How many times in Scripture... Does God ask somebody to do something and it's before he gives them all the answers? Yeah, they don't know why. Pretty much every time. Yeah. Like when he sends uh, Abraham. Okay, take your son, saddle your donkey. Really, that's all he ever asks us to do is saddle our donkey and go. And so he says, uh, and then I will tell you. He points, he tells him the direction. Just go that direction and then I'll tell you where you're going. And so, yeah, we our job is to go. And so yeah, that's a good word of encouragement right there this morning. Do something. And, and to back it up, 
there, I, I think it's Luke. You're the expert, not me. But um, the whole, you were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, but uh, you know, after feeding the 5,000 and, mm-hmm. uh, or the 4,000, I don't know, but, but Jesus says, you know, we've been working hard all day. You know, let's take some time to go rest. I know a spot. Yep. And they take off for that spot. They, they cross a river or an ocean or something. But then it says that the villagers saw him and, and they just left their houses and, and, you know, grabbed their families and went after him. And the part that caught me was the next sentence is, and Jesus saw them. Yeah. And decided to heal them and feed them. Mm-hmm. So Jesus had a plan. Sure. And he told his disciples the plan. Here's what we're going to do, guys. <laughs> we need to rest a little bit. Let's go over here. I know a good spot. He had a plan, but he changed that plan. Yeah. When he saw them pursuing. Yeah. And so I, I think there's a symbiosis going on there that he's got a plan for us, but he wants us to talk with him about what we want and together a direction unfolds. Yeah, I think when at least I've I've recognized in in my life, anytime I feel like I have been walking in uh, step with God or in, in as a part of His plan, that a part of that plan is living in in a a um, just a surrendered posture of knowing that may very well get interrupted, and the interruption is a part of it. Sure, I mean Jesus lived an interrupted life. Yeah, exactly what you're talking about. But the interruption was always filled with that purpose. Sure. It, it was just, it just became a part of the plan. And so having that, you know, you might struggle with, how, how many times do we struggle with uh, being interrupted when we really didn't have much of a plan anyway? So we're frustrated <laughs> with being interrupted for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my shows in here. Yeah. Yeah. You're interrupting me doing nothing important. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's just... Well, like that guy I told you about a few weeks ago where he, he would have a plan to do five good things and sure. one thing would drop out and that just made him so mad that he couldn't do that one thing. <laughs> yeah. But he still had four good things to do. Yeah. And then he later realized, I've got a whole laundry list of good things I could be doing. <laughs> yep. Fill in that blank. And right. No, the interruption is an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It may very well in, the, in in fact, be the plan. If, listen, if, if it's interrupted for his purposes, it, it was the plan. So and how brings, great is it to have that uh, flexibility and freedom to, to be able to be interrupted with purpose? Well, especially when you're you're being interrupted by other people. We, you know, we, we get frustrated with them. We get mad at them. But there was a research done a number of years ago uh, when doctors would do the rounds in the hospital. If you've ever been in the hospital or yeah. visited somebody in the hospital, but um, the team comes in, you know, 7 a.m. <laughs> before yep. you're awake. Right. And, and the doctor and his, his crew, and they would all come in, stand at the end of your bed, talk to you about what's going on, make some notes, and walk out. And, you know, the patient's always like, but, but, but. Yeah. Well, I don't know whose brilliant idea this was, but they decided to do a randomized controlled study in which they brought 
the doctors in and said, listen, here's what you're going to do. 50% of you, you're going to provide services this way. The other 50% of you keep doing the old way. Mm. And then after six months, we're going to switch it up so that it's not the doctor as a factor. We're going to change sides. We're going to change teams, change halves. Yep. Yep. This would be now my end of the field. And so the next six months, the, the two teams changed how they delivered services and to their patients in the hospital. The, the one variable they were measuring, the one variable they switched up on everybody was simply when the team, when the doctor went in to do the rounds in the, in the hospital room, instead of standing, the doctor was to sit. Mm. Hmm. Do everything else the same, but when you go into that room to talk with the patient, sit down. Same conversation, same amount of time, same everything. It just, yeah, just created sit. that appearance of being willing. The appearance. Yeah, being willing to be there and paying attention as you sat and... And it does have a psychological effect on ourselves that when we sure. sit down, it, it helps us focus and slow mm -hmm. down a little bit. That's mm -hmm. oftentimes why we stand is we don't want to slow down. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only variable that they, they put into this equation and they switched it up. So it wasn't, you know, Dr. Smith's just a great doctor and everybody responds to him. Such bedside mannerism. So at the end of a year, they measured, um, the patient's rating of the competency of their doctor <laughs> how, how competent do you believe your doctor so you go into the hospital get your appendix out and three or four days later you're being ran out and they would give you a survey and how competent was your doctor yeah and they also measured the length of stay in the hospital mm. and the craziest thing is for the group when the doctor sat down the ratings of competency were statistically significantly higher. Mm. The patients felt their doctor was more attentive, uh, smarter, a better doctor than the doctors were, who stayed standing up. And the length of hospital day was reduced by like 1.5 days. Mm. So for the same procedures, there's an average year in there four days when the doctor sat down. It was like 2.75 or something. Wow. Hmm. Just from the doctor sitting down. And that, and so when we're being interrupted throughout our day, usually our interruptions are other people. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, those moments, what's the phrase you often use is conversations in the margin. Yep. It's those moments that are not scripted or not planned. They're interruptions. It is those moments where, we have the biggest opportunity to impact somebody else's life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you're thinking this is an opportunity and not a complaint. Yeah. If you recognize that our plans, we want them to include interruptions. Sure. We want them to have margins. And so, that's one of the things that, that we also talk about is how we pack our schedules so tight. Literally one thing after the next that we, that we in our minds, feel like and think that we have to get done. Mm -hmm. 
or it's not going to be a successful day. True. We have no margin. We start our day out with no margin. It's one of the things I love about Tuesday mornings that this feels, it feels margin. It doesn't feel like something that, that has to be done. It's something that I want to do and that I want to have done. And the conversation, because it's recorded and because it can be, <laughs> it can be listened to in the, in the margin, it can be listened to in, in you know, all throughout the day. Uh, this whole idea of, of having your day planned where the interruptions in the margins are as important, if not more so. Is it's just a talk about freedom, right? Talk about the pursuit of life. That's where life happens in the margin. In the margin, some of my, you know, most brilliant insights, uh, some of my biggest breakthroughs, my biggest understandings of things, did not come in the classroom or at a seminar. It, it yeah. came, you know, studying a book on the side, listening to a podcast, listening to a YouTube video, mm -hmm. having a, a conversation with somebody at a point in time where I, you know, didn't think I would be talking to somebody. Yep. You know, what we plan out, you know, I think you once said that 90% of our worries never actually happen. Sure. I think 90% of our plans never work out the way we, we scripted them. I can guarantee you that's a fact. I, and then I suppose in, in, in large part, that's why I've never been a really good planner. <laughs> Almost to a fault, really to a fault. You're but gonna, now you're I'm seeing, rationalize it yeah, now. I'm seeing the purpose behind it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a reason yeah, God I mean, told me not to plan a whole lot. Right. Why worry about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. I'm Got good with it. that. Um, yeah, the whole idea, I used to, I used to just struggle to put together a five-year ministry plan. And because somebody told me I needed to do that. An expert an expert said, if you don't have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, Whoa. you know, I suppose there's there's no <laughs> problem with trying to vision. But I have never seen even a one-year plan work out exactly the way it was you thought it was going to go. Sure. I just don't think that that's, I don't know. I don't want to knock anybody out there who's making five-year plans. Well, Goals are great. Goals are goals are necessary. And honestly, I have to admit that there is benefit and purpose to having organization and plans mm -hmm. and, and, and visions and goals. Even if you don't achieve them, they keep you heading in the right direction. And, and much of my life was absent long-term goals, you know, thinking about next year, the year after. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really spend most of my life in tunnel vision locked in on today locked in on what's in front of me and it's hard for me to you know pull the reins back and look into next month next year it's hard for me to make plans even simple plans like a vacation or something it's that's very contrary to my nature so it, it's work for me to step back and do it but I see the benefit I see the purpose I understand how um, 
beneficial that is. And so I, I don't want to leave the message here in the air that oh, I don't plan about anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's, you can go overboard with it too, where we, we slide into creating plans and then, you know, trying to hold everybody else to them or lock ourselves into something that it, when I was in the military, the, the, the adage was that, you know, we have a, we have a battle plan. And the first thing that happens when the battle starts is the battle plan goes out the window. <laughs> you know, you can plan, you know, it's football, you can game yeah. plan all day long, but once you get hit in the mouth, right. Game on game on. I mean, you plan a, but there's going to need to be a plan B, maybe even a plan C or the ability to kind of roll with things as they happen. And, I've been more in that camp of rolling with things as they happen as opposed to having much of an organized plan. Mm -hmm. So I think there's benefit in both. But A healthy balance, I suppose, um, if balance is the best way to put it. Um, you know, a lot of people had a good two, three, four, five-year, whatever it is, plan um, April 2020. And then May rolled around, right? And all the plans went out the window. Sure. And the and the the people who were healthy enough to adjust, and I'm talking about mentally, were the ones who fared the best out of that whole two and a half year period. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, the goals are great. I have zero. I, I'm I'm trying to do better at goals. That's one of the things I want is I want to do better at goals. But I want to set them with that flexibility. I want to set them with that margin. I want to set them with that opportunity to, to let God interrupt my plans. It's the whole, you know, light to your path. I'll give you my, I'm not being unfair. I'll give you my answer um, after you give your answer. <laughs> Why the hesitation to write down a goal? Why Commitment. the hesitation? Say it again. Commitment. Commitment. Mm -hmm. And that's what came came to my mind was that if I write this down or if I announce it, I'm committed to it. Like stand up comedy. <laughs> but see, you you got that's easy because you've got an audience you can warm up on and kind of you know pull together your best material. They don't know you're working on your routine, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, they didn't find that funny. I'm throw that one away and the stuff they find funny now you you pull five or six together and you have a have a comedy night at the church don't, don't try to make this easy <laughs> don't make it sound easy but in other areas where we set goals we you know if i were to say i wanted to lose 25 pounds in a month or, or a month if i wanted to lose 25 pounds by uh, thanksgiving or something sure we, we set those kind of goals and when thanksgiving rolls around and i haven't i've only lost 15 pounds negative thinking I didn't hit my goal I'm a failure positive thinking you lost 15 pounds sure the Olympics you know one one hundredth of a second the guy comes in second in the hundred yard dash nobody remembers his name after years of training and he's off over in the corner on his knees crying yeah, because he didn't come in first, but he is one one hundredth of a second slower than the fastest person in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and he is faster than 99.9999999999% of the entire population. Yeah. But because that goal was set and did not achieve it, did not, did not, did not achieve right. it, right. then you feel like a failure. Hmm. And so I, I, you know, committing to myself that it's okay to set a goal and strive towards it and then enjoy the striving and then enjoy the progress even though I may not have actually achieved it. Sure. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I, I'm living proof of that. I set a goal when I picked up the guitar and in five years, I'm going to play like Roger. (laughs) (laughs) Close, huh? I like, (laughs) my fingers don't move that fast. Um, No. Been five years and I'm, I'm still not ready for stage. No, but you're a long ways down the road. And that's the deal is I'm a long ways down the road. Now, yep. I look up at Roger, uh, I got a long ways to go. Yep. But when I look back at where I began, I made a lot of progress. Yep. So it's that negative versus positive thinking. Yep. Set a goal. Great. That would be great. That's a smart idea to do. That's a good thing. But work on making progress towards the goal rather than actually achieving the goal well and i love how you i mean you don't just set goals you you take a goal and you make it an extreme because you're not just trying to learn how to play like roger but you're like i'm going to learn how to play this sucker backwards (laughs) you don't even play the guitar the right way (laughs) he plays (laughs) left-handed so extra challenge no that's it is cool, though. It has been fun to watch you progress and and become. I would say within the last, I don't know, maybe two or three months, he'll send me a, a little clip every now and then of him playing something. Within the last two or three months, I would call you a guitar player, not just someone who's trying to... Well, thank you very much. ...fumble his way through something. And so... Keep going. You know what really helps? New strings. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your first set? Of no, new strings. Uh, in the beginning of all of this, I was I was changing strings about once a month or something, and uh, I think I don't play the acoustic a lot, mm-hmm. uh, just because it makes noise. <laughs> but I I practice on the electric a lot because mm. it's, it's silenter, it's quieter, uh, doesn't disturb the house. Yep. Um, yep. but every once in a while I'll pick up the acoustic and there are a lot of songs that I've been wanting to learn and picking at and uh, my my downfall is I, I play the cool parts I don't know the whole song yeah that's true and but I'll I'll pick them out on the electric and then every few weeks I'll pick up the acoustic and play it and because I haven't been playing the acoustic a lot it didn't really cross my mind uh, that the strings needed to be changed until one day I saw a, a, a visual near breakage on the G string. And then I felt up and down the strings and they had little ruts where the frets were. I was like, oh, I probably ought to change these. And in the meantime, it was sounding tinny enough to my ear that I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking, maybe it's time to move beyond this 90 to dollar guitar and buy a legitimate real guitar 
And so I've been pricing new acoustic guitars. And I, I think I found one that I've, it's in my price range and uh, it's the color I want. It's the main thing about guitars for me is what color is it? Because <laughs> when you're on stage. Well, two, two <laughs> words of advice. And this comes from somebody, just so our, our folks know this. I have been playing the guitar since I was eight years old. I have literally played the guitar, I don't even know, I can't even count, thousands and thousands of times, different times, sat down different times. And I played the guitar the same way I played the guitar when I was like 10. <laughs> so I progressed <laughs> for two years and then I've just made, because I just haven't worked on it. I haven't made that commitment like you've made. But two two words of advice if you're going to play the guitar, if you're going to pick up the guitar because you want to learn the guitar, play acoustic. Learn the guitar on the acoustic because the acoustic is more challenging to play than sure. the electric, but the, everybody loves the electric because you can make all kinds of cool sounds with <laughs> the electric. You know, you plug that in and then hit a button, you can make some really cool sounds. And you can play, if you can play a bar chord, man, you can sound like you know what the heck you're doing. But if you're going to play a guitar, pick up an acoustic guitar. Oh, most definitely. And if you feel like you might need a tetanus shot <laughs> before you play the guitar, because your strings are so old and rusty, change your strings. Well, I, on Friday or Saturday, I finally got some free time in my busy, busy schedule. Mm -hmm. And I changed the strings. Yeah. And... It sounds so great. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not buying the new guitar right now. Sure. Uh, why? This sounds so great. Yeah. And it's it, the sound is so full and so you know so wonderful that I've been playing the acoustic. Yeah. Uh, past couple of days. Yeah, that's cool. But just just the changing of the strings was the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would also recommend just as a recommendation, whatever you think your budget is on an acoustic guitar, save that money and double it. So wait a little while and double it because a better acoustic guitar not only will actually sound better, mm -hmm. let's just go new strings, new strings, it's going to sound better, right. but the easeability of play, it's it's all about the you know the 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 distance from the the string to the neck and what do they call that? That has a relief. The relief. The relief. Yeah. It, it's just there are acoustic guitars when you spend a little bit more that are going to be a little easier to play. And so just recommendation. Well, and that's my hope is that um, I've been. Action, I believe, is the word that. Action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, boot camping it. I've been running in, in combat boots for five years now so that when I get a nice pair of running sneakers, I'll be able to kind of take a bump to the next level. Hmm. But then I'll see a video <laughs> like that guy in Walmart yeah, picking up a little princess <laughs> guitar and just rocking it out. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, okay, yeah, it's not the guitar. <laughs> no, no. that And that's the bottom line right there. Yeah. That's true. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to make a, an expensive guitar sound like Rogers playing it just because it's an expensive guitar. Um, well, and that's to do with Rogers. He, um, 
tattletale on him, but there was that event that occurred where uh, he lost his guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, home break-in. Roger's financially stable. But somebody stole his guitars, and he had to rebuild his collection. And he was up there jamming away one day, and afterwards they said, hey, you know, I like that guitar. And he said, I bought it at a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's like a you know $25 garage sale pickup. Yep. That yep. he is just wailing. And I, I sent you the video of that uh, uh, opening band uh, that one night. And when you look closely at his guitar, oh, my God. It's like 30 years old mm. and just all the paint is beat off of it. And, and yep. yeah, he was just a, a musician. Mm. He's an idiot savant on it. He's just wailing away. And his, his speaker, that's, that's the part that caught me. Was he didn't have the three million dollar speaker? He had the the fifty dollar, you know, Line Six, sure, and a microphone sitting in front of it. He had a twenty five year old guitar, a fifty dollar Line Six amp, and he's playing in 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 public in front of hundreds, not quite thousands, opening for a band touring the nation with probably a hundred dollars worth of equipment on them mm. so yeah well yeah and i'm i guess i'm not saying not that you're disagreeing but i'm not saying go spend money on an expensive guitar if you're just starting figure out <laughs> if you actually are going to stick with it before you do that but if yeah if you if you really want to get into it well i think i think there's there's brilliant advice in both is, is one is know know thyself Sure. Because there have been times in my life where I went out and spent thousands of dollars on a hobby, and six months later, it's thousands of dollars of garage junk. Yep. And, you know, like diving. I got into diving. I got into surfing, and I, you know, spent all this money on this equipment. And after a couple of years, I'm not diving and I'm, you know, not surfing. And, you know, what do you do with that stuff? It's, and it, it, look at it every day and regret. You know, the amount of money you spend on something. So if you know yourself, then you may want to start with an affordable entry-level equipment. But definitely, there's a reason that some guitars are more expensive, and it's not just the name. Mm-hmm. The, the the quality of the, the equipment, the, the craftsmanship that went into them to make them play well. And this week's episode brought to you by <laughs> Damn Music. Yes. <laughs> if you're looking for a good guitar or any other instrument of play, go see our good friend Kevin Dam <laughs> and Damn Music. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great day week? for this week. Well, we are rocking through july with our our one service how did uh sunday go first sunday that you're doing the whole i you know one service anchor if you're up, asking me everybody stick around uh, yeah have dinner everybody had a full crowd we were pulling out more tables and more chairs trying to figure out where to put them <laughs> and yeah I, I thought it went well everybody that that helped put that together did an awesome job all of our volunteers it was good and I really appreciated your message. 
yeah, thank you. Uh, well, the message, but then the message before the message and kind of the message within the message of participate. Mm-hmm. Your, your time, your talent, your treasures, whatever you have to give. And, and you know, the Bible said, God said, bring your, you know, the tithe, bring, yep. bring your first fruits in and offer 10%. Bring, you know, bring the tithe in and see if I don't open the, st- you know, the warehouses of treasure and pour out upon you. Bring 10% in, bring in your first fruits and see if I don't pour out treasures on you. The only place I know of in the Bible where he says, test me, mm-hmm. just try me. Go ahead. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Test me in this. Test me. Yeah. And, you know, Creflo would you know, rail about, you're bitching about a dime on a dollar. <laughs> Which is the truth. Which is the truth. But we approach it negatively. What am I giving up? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. What am I losing out on? What do I not have? Worried about what we're going to need. And, you know, I, I need that. I need that 10 bucks. But you walked in there with a $15 Starbucks Frappuccino thingy. (laughs) Take the coffee from the church that's free and throw that 15 bucks in the damn plate. See, I'd never make a good preacher. Hey, (laughs) hey, you, how much did that cost you? (laughs) And we might just go ahead and put you in charge of the finances. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously. It's, yeah. it's not just you know, what are we spending our money on and, and wasting our money on. We're not even thinking about how much we're wasting. Yeah. And then looking at what we're not contributing time, talent, and treasure to the church that we profess to love and support. And not just the building and the staff, but what are you doing? What what's God called you to do, and are you doing what He's called you to do? And did He call you to show up once a week, sit there, and enjoy the music and leave? Is that is that God's calling for your life? Right. Go, go, go to work. Go to the bar. Go to the Fourth of July celebration and shoot somebody with the fireworks, and then on Sunday show up and sit down for an hour. Is that was that His calling? Mm. Or. Is he speaking to you about something else? And is he speaking to you about your time, your talent, your treasure? What are you spending that on? Yeah. And I'm going off the rails here, but I I remember the first time I, because that always kind of ate at me, you know, probably like most people, ate at me in the back of my head. And I remember the first time that I fully committed to a full tithe and I looked at my paycheck and I wrote the 10%. And when I did that, I looking at my checkbook instantly knew I can't cover the bills the rest of the month mm-hmm. just because I wasn't managing my money very well. But I knew what my bills were. I knew it's like, wow, I just wrote that. Now I'm short. And the next day, a colleague walked in and said, the university is looking for a co-director or for a director of this department, which requires only 10 hours per week. And it's really not a lot of heavy lifting, you'll have graduate students working for you to do the hard stuff. The next day. Yeah. The, the moment I <laughs> said, all right, here's my 10%, he poured it out. And and I, I've heard so many people tell very similar stories. Yeah, it just, and the whole, 
you know, the idea behind this is that the number one thing, as far as, you know, what Scripture tells us and and what I have uh, just found myself understanding as the number one priority is that God, God wants to know how much we trust Him. How, how much do we trust Him? What are we willing to uh, give up to go up? Sure. And so uh, this is the one Jesus, he was very clear when he said, you can't worship two gods. You cannot worship. And then he said, you cannot worship God and money. It's impossible. And so we have to figure out how to uh, worship God with the resources that he has allowed us to manage. We're just managers. It's his that we are managing. And and it's it's hard to get there because it is it, money is something that we become so dependent on. It is it is a, a a difficult but and challenging but highly possible change in thought process. Oh, hundred percent possible. It says first pursue a good paycheck. <laughs> first pursue a new Cadillac and then come to me. First pursue a new guitar, then come to me. Right. First pursue the kingdom and all of that will be made unto you. Yeah. And that's the part we we struggle. He says, test me on this. And that's the part where we struggle with we don't trust him. Yep. So to just take this whole thing full circle and wrap up with this, when we first got our freedom mm-hmm. in this country and we were coming out with our currency. What did we put on our currency? In God we trust. That's right. Hmm. And again, the, the country is the country is not the the, the mountains, the, the rivers, the, that is not the country. And, and the country is that ideal mm-hmm. that 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 principle, that belief that all men are created equal. We are endowed with certain inalienable rights by our creator. Mm-hmm. And when you start there, that provides you an anchor to go from. There's a, a fixed point on the map, and now you can pull that anchor up and head towards the horizon. There you go. <laughs> you that nice. That was a nice little wrap-up synopsis of the whole morning. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, y'all have an awesome rest of the week. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a great 4th of July like we did. And we will catch you next week on Just These Guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.